can definitely say he made a cold one. <clears throat> and uh, I'm happy about what God is doing in this uh, 2024. And you know the, the deal around here, we're always having church. And sometimes there's a crowd, and then sometimes there's not a crowd. And uh, But we are here in the name of Jesus. Why don't we just stand and pray? God, we're asking that your mighty power, your mighty anointing would rest in this place today, God. I'm asking you, God, right now to move in our hearts, our lives, and our souls God, we're asking for you to come down in this house and talk to every heart, every soul. I give you glory today, God. I give you praise. I give you honor today. Thank God. <clears throat> I'll take your attention to the Word of God. <clears throat> the uh, book of Matthew, I was, I was here praying, and uh, this is what the Lord put in my spirit, uh, Matthew 5, 14, this is part of the Sermon on the Mount, and he said, ye are the light of the world, a city set on a hill cannot be hid, a city, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. You can be seated. I'm gonna, I want to work on that verse for a little while. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Uh, I, I have thought, thank you, I have thought about uh, a city on a hill how can you hide a city? Uh, Y'all ever thought about that? Uh, but Jesus Christ is in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, uh, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, covers that sermon. And uh, it's very obvious that uh, he was not a preacher that was uh, limited to a certain amount of time, they didn't have Jesus on restrictions, and uh, he, he probably didn't work too good in, in uh, on programs, but he was God, and he had it all in his hand, but he said, ye are light, ye are the light, ye are the light of the world. I started out talking to you last Sunday morning uh, about the light, and uh, I'm going to continue on that subject. Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot to be preached about uh, when you start talking about the light. The word light is found in 235 verses of the Bible. So when we re he referred to the light, I am certain that it was something that uh, he considered 
was good because that was the first thing that he created in the creation. The world was in darkness. It was gross, intense, high-density darkness. And that was the condition of the world. And it was a dark place. And God said, let there be light. And when he made that statement, let there be light, then all of a sudden, order started coming to chaos. And then Jesus Christ, who is God Almighty, manifest in the flesh, is preaching the sermon on the mount. And he goes through the Beatitudes, blessed is he who hungers and thirsts after, and all of the blessings and all of the things that he told us how to be blessed. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And so he goes through that whole list. And then he talks about the salt. The church is the salt, and the church is the light. We are the church. We are the influencers of our world. We're the influencers. And so here he is telling us, ye are the light of the world. He's talking about his church. He's talking about his people. He said, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Is there something wrong with our projector or do we just not have operator? Or... Brother Jaden, he does a little bit of everything. And uh, that's a good thing about having some th somebody that's able to multitask. And uh, I don't know who thought of putting two different booths up there, but I see that wasn't a good idea today. But uh, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. I... I begin to think about that. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Uh, you can allow a cloud to come over a city. I've, I've been in mountain areas and uh, I've seen the cloud cover everything up on top of the mountain. And, and that is... That is a temporary condition. Clouds don't last forever. That's just a vapor. And it's there for a little while. So short term, the city on a hill can be hid. But that is only a temporary condition. And there will be times that the church may have a cloud over it. There may be times that the church may have things that it's not as inviting as at other times. Through the years, I've seen 
things happen to churches, church situations, uh, churches end up in the newspaper because of some circumstance, but that is only a temporary cloud. It's not a permanent condition. And remember, light is a substance. Darkness is the condition. And, and I, I, I want to talk to you today about staying connected. Staying connected. If we're going to be the light of the world, we have to be a church that is going to stay connected to the spirit and the power of God uh, if we're going to be a church. Uh, and so darkness is a condition that is caused by the absence of light. Darkness is a natural response to the absence of light. And so in order for the church to be the light of the world, we have to maintain our spiritual and our godly connection. We have to stay connected to God. We have to stay connected to the things of God. And so in order for us to stay Connected to the power and the anointing of God that will keep the church alight as we're supposed to be, a functioning light. We have to have relationship with God. And everything we do around here is relationship-based. And, and it requires... An effort, it requires an effort that we stay connected to God. It requires work. It requires effort. It requires, we got to keep the light on in the church. We got to keep the light on. I preached about that last Sunday. We got to keep the light on. And what is important about the light is we are to be a reflection of the light. To be a Christian is to be Christ-like, Christ-like, God-like. We got to show the attributes of God. We got to show the attributes of Christ. That's a Christian. That's a Christian. In order for us to continue to be the light of the world, it takes consecration. It takes dedication. It takes commitment. It's important that we are reflecting God. It's important that we are reflecting the ways of God. It is important that we are a reflection of God. It is important that we are a reflection of God. 
when people look at us, we need to identify with them as a child of God, made in the likeness of God. And that's who we are. That's what we have to be. But it requires dedication if we're going to stay connected. It requires consecration. It requires a lot of effort. It requires daily living for God. It requires repentance on daily basis. We, of course, do not believe in the doctrine of eternal security. It's not a biblical-based doctrine. We don't believe in that. We don't believe in what's saved Always saved. That would be an awesome deal. But it doesn't come out of this word of God. The apostle Paul as a matter of fact said. Though I preach to others. I myself. We're talking about a man that wrote. 13, 14 books. Of the New Testament. If the apostle Paul had not obtained. Eternal security. I would say it's not available because if he could preach to others and he himself could have the possibility of becoming a castaway, he is letting us know that once you have the light, you got to work to maintain the light. You've got to, you've got to work. You've got to, it's a, it's a fight because the devil the devil, the little Sunday school song says, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to tell you something. You got to work. You got to work to keep the light burning. You got to work to stay connected to the power of God. There is all kinds of spirits that are continually trying to let darkness get into our life. Darkness is the natural response to the absence of light. If you don't have light, you have darkness. If you don't have light, you don't have the power of God. If you don't have the anointing, if you don't have the spirit, you don't have the power of God. And in order to have the power of God, the power of God is only going to be activated by your relationship with God. It depends on how much you pray. It depends on the spirit of your prayer. Just being in a prayer marathon alone is not good enough. You got to get into a place where you're continually, continually, continually you got to get in a place where you are continually praying through. you got to get in a place that you're continually moving closer to God. It has to be a continual relationship with God. It's not a one-time fix. I hope you get that in your spirit. This is not a one-time fix. It's, it's, it's not about the talk that you can talk. It's about the life that you can live and how that you can uh, 
put restraints and restrictions on your life. The Bible says in 2 Peter uh, chapter number 3 and verse number 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. It's not the plan of God that any perish. It's not the plan of God that anybody go to hell. That's not the plan of God. It was his plan when he made the way to heaven when he made the way. Uh, verse number 10 says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat, and the earth and the works therein shall be burned up. Uh, I, 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 I'm not wishing for any to perish. God. Jesus Christ is not wishing for any to perish. But I, I, I'm telling you that it's important that we understand that there are people that are perishing. It's not the will of God. It's not the plan of God. It's not the ways of God. Uh, if, if, if you could have, listen, God made it so easy for us. God made it so easy for us. Whenever he went to Calvary, he made it so easy that we could find our way to God. He made it so easy for us to find we don't have to go through blood sacrifices. We don't have to offer hundreds and hundreds of, of lives of sheep and lamb. He became the ultimate sacrifice. And so we've got to understand, we've got to understand that that, that God is that light that I'm talking about. God is the light. God is the power. God is the authority. God has, uh, the light gives us revelation. The light of God gives us understanding. The light of God, the Holy Ghost dwelling with us, in us, given us power and victory. The Holy Ghost shall teach you all things is what the Bible says. In James chapter 1 and verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights in whom, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning, I, I, I'm telling you, this, this is the God that I'm talking about. This is the God that I'm talking about. But it's important. It's important that we are reflecting the light. We are the light of the world. We're the light that goes in dark places. We're the light. 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 Uh, it's important that the light is reflecting, that we are reflecting rays of light. What is reflection of light? 
When a ray of light approaches a smooth, polished surface, the light ray bounces back, and that is called a reflection of light. That's what we are supposed to be. We're supposed to be a reflection of the light. When they look at us, they should see something understanding. When they look at us, they should see the the peace of God. When they look at us, they ought to see the joy of the Lord is our strength. When they look at us, we ought to offer to them hope and understanding. We're not to be immoral people just like they are. That's darkness. We ought to bring light everywhere we go. I'm telling you, if we can get the spirit of what I'm trying to preach today, we're going to have revival in this place. If we can get the, the, the mindset of what I'm trying to convey in this place, we, can have, we just got to go around reflecting the light. When they look at us, they need to see an image of God. When they look at us, they need to see the likeness of God. We're hope, peace, and strength. We need to be producing the fruits of the Spirit. We need to not be somebody that is quick to lose our temper. We don't need to be somebody that's quick to tell somebody off. But we need to be somebody that is a reflection of the light. They see darkness everywhere they go. But when they come in this place, they got to see light. When they come here, they got to feel there's a revelation in that house of God. There's an understanding. There's a peace of God when I walk in that place. This is a place of the holies. And and this is where the saints of God meet. And and we got to stay connected. And the way you stay connected is you got to come to church. Let me read it for you, just in case you don't think it's really in the Word of God. Let's go to Hebrews 10 and 25. Forsake not, forsaking, forsake, not forsaking, I'm sorry, forsaking, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Together, you know that saying, one commentary said it like this, not forsaking our meeting together. We need to meet up together. And this is where you come and you get good biblical instruction. This is where you come, get good sound doctrine. This is where you come and you learn about the relationship with God But it's important, it's important that we're not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as believers worship and instruction. This is what happens here. These are this is the believers fellowshipping and 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 we're worshiping God. You learn how to worship, you learn how to get in the flow of of the Holy Ghost. That's why you need to come to church. You come to church. That's how that's how you learn to have church. Is you got to come to church. You know, I I can tell and 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 I'm not throwing daggers at anybody, but I can tell when we have somebody 
uh, that comes to church for the first time with their children. And their children's not used to coming to church. And, and, and they may know how to act the part, but the children don't know. And the children learn how to have church by coming to church. That's how you learn to have church, is by coming to the house of God, forsaking not, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. We've got to make this a habit. It has to be something that we do on daily basis. It's important that you come to church. It's important that you come to church. When we come to church, we can encourage one another. You can come to church having a bad day, and all of a sudden the power and the anointing of God moves on you. And, and, and you say, hey, 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 I got this. God's going to help me. Listen, let me tell you something. I don't know how many times, Brother Bradley, I've come to the church, and I've knelt down right over there. And, and I was having a horrible day. I, I, I remember just a few weeks ago, I come in one night. I was sick. I wasn't feeling good. And, and I got on my knees and I started praying. And in just a few minutes' time, I was feeling better. I felt better in just a few minutes of prayer than I had felt all day. And I got up and started thanking God for helping my body feel better better. I'm telling you this when you come to church you feel better when you come in the house this is where the presence of God is moving. This is where you can feel the glory of the Lord this is where miracles take place this is where sick folk get healed. This is where the addicted folk gets delivered this is where mighty miracles signs and wonders take place because it's the body of believers if one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. And if you're having a little trouble, get somebody to come pray with you because you've got ten times the power when you bring some help. You bring reinforcement. Do you realize if you've got if you've if you've got one that can put a thousand to flight and two can put ten thousand to flight, that means three, according to those numbers, can put a hundred thousand to flight, and four can put a million to flight. And I'm lost there. But I'm going to tell you something. It works. There's something about the power of believers getting together and getting in one mind and one accord. And we come to the house. It's important that we come to church with our mind clear. It's important that we come to church with our minds focused on having church and worshiping God and lifting up the name of Jesus Christ. It is important. It is important. It is important. If you're sick in your body, uh, we were talking about it. Uh, Brother Carol and I was talking this morning on the phone. We were talking about uh, if you're sick, this is the place you come get a miracle. My mama did not know that when I got sick, I needed to stay home. My mama never read that part of the Bible. My mama said, you go to church and God can heal you. I'm just telling you, I don't know how many times I come to church sick and got healed. 
Nobody prayed for me, but I got to church and I got to feeling better. I can't explain it. I just know it happened that way. In this place, there's going to be miracles. In this place, there's going to be victories. Do we believe in spiritual warfare or not? Do we believe in spiritual victories or not? Forsaking not Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. It's bad when you've quoted something wrong for years. You keep quoting it. Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. This is a very important part of it that we're coming to church. And I'm not preaching to the people that's not here. You know who I'm preaching to? The people that are here. I don't preach to people that's not here. They can't hear you anyway. I get maybe more inspired when they're not here because I understand the importance of it. But I'm going to tell you something. You that are here, you're, you're the apple of God's eye. And I'm not saying the ones that's not here is not the apple. That's not what I'm saying. Don't, don't misread anything I'm saying. But I'm just saying it's important that we're coming to church. It's important that we are assembling as the body of Christ. It is important. It is important. I don't know of anything that I have on my schedule that's as important as my prayer time, first of all, and second is my attendance to church. I, 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 told, I told somebody just a little while ago, I said, I said, the only time I remember ever missing church in the 28 years that I've been here was when I was in the hospital or I was out of town, and I still wasn't missing church. I was out of town working. It's like a plumber go out of town to do a job. You're still working. Brother Hancock, you didn't take a vacation uh, just a few weeks ago. You was out of town working. And so anyway, that's the way it is. When preachers go out of town, we go out of town to preach. We go out of town working. And so, but it's important that we're not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, exhorting, encouraging one another. That's what that word means. We need to be encouraging one another. You see somebody needs encouraging? Uh, You see somebody that's got issues and problems? Don't beat them up. Encourage them. Don't be like Job's comforters. I... uh, I preached about that here a while back several years ago. I didn't realize how much I was preaching about Job. But Job's comforters, they came and stared at him for seven days. And and they just stared at him. They, they didn't say nothing for seven days. And 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 somebody said something about it. And, and when I, I, I had preached about Job, that was my last sermon before I went in the hospital. And, and, and I, I think some of my friends come and stared at me. I don't know they stood there and stared for seven days, but they stared at me because they didn't know what else to do. And it's sometimes hard to have faith when it ain't looking very good and it ain't looking very promising. But I'm telling you, we've got to encourage one another. We've got to encourage one another. Even though, even though the age, the society, the generation, 
during COVID, they said don't have church. That's not what the Bible says. We, gotta, we, we can't forsake the assembling of ourselves together as some are. We can't worry about what the peers are doing. We can't worry about what other churches are doing. And that's why I tell you, if, if, if we have weather like this, we just going to have church. You ain't got to call me. We're having church if I can get here. And if I can't get here, well, then us that can will have church. And that's where we're at today. And I love God's people. And I'm not beating up on anybody that's not here. Please don't even think I'm thinking about that because I, 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 I ain't doing that. But I'm just telling you, we got, we got to some way get it in our spirit that when we, when we get to the house of God, we're going to encourage one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching, so much more as we get closer to the returning of the Lord's coming. So much more. And look, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out something's about to go down. Something's about to happen. I don't know what's about to happen. I have opinions, and everybody else I talk to's got opinions. But God is the only one. No man knows the day nor the hour. Nobody knows. This is God's business. This is God's decision. Nobody knows the day nor the hour. And so it's important that we are staying connected to the church. No matter what's going on in the world, we got to stay connected to the church. No matter what's going on in the world, you need the encouragement of the brothers and the sisters in the, in the church. Hey, hey, that's who we are. We want to encourage one another. We want to help one another. We don't want to beat nobody up. We don't want to beat nobody down. We don't want to make nobody feel bad. We just want to encourage one another. I need your encouragement. You need my encouragement. We need one another. I need you. You need me. We need to help one another. We're not, we're not fighting against one another. We're, we're on the same team. I'm a team player. I don't know about y'all, but I'm a team player. And I'm, I'm for the team. I'm for the team. I'm for the team. I'm for the team first church. I'm for the team first apostolic Jesus name, Holy Ghost, devil chasing church. That's the team I'm on. Praise God. God bless you for being here in this Bible class today. There's more to come. Stand up, greet somebody, tell them you're happy to see them. Stay and be here for morning worship.